Thank you. Thank you all. Yes. So excuse if I look a bit tired. I hit bedtime at about 3 a.m. this morning. So um, quickly before I get into it, I just want to pray over a couple of things. Um, I'd love to pray about the fires that are just going on in um, schoolies week. Hey, so just close your eyes and we'll just quickly pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I just thank you that um, you bring more rain to this country, God, and that all these lives of the people affected, Jesus, that your light will just shine over them, God, and help them get back on track and feel safe, Jesus. And Lord, I um, thank you that you just protect our schoolies this week, God, and help them make wise decisions, Jesus, and give them that discernment that they're able to just have a fun week without getting into anything dangerous, so... Just my name, we will pray. Amen. Awesome, awesome. So, um, as I'm sure most people are aware, we've been going over a preaching series um, and doing a bunch of tag teams. And the scripture we've been basing it off is Corinthians 13, verse 3, which is three things will last forever, forever faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. So, as tonight, I'll be talking about hope, as it says on the big projector screen. Also, sorry, my voice cracks. I'm very thirsty, so I'm going to have a quick sip of water. Awesome. Um, the word hope, it's a very, um, uh, I don't know, kind of strange word. If you look at the Bible, it's got so many different meanings and different um, translations, but the one that kind of hit uh, me was this word called um, sounds a bit funny, but it's called Elpis. I know, strange, but it means the author of hope or he who is its foundation. So what I'm going to be talking about tonight is who is this hope? Um, Awesome. Uh, Psalm 130 verse 5 says, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his words, I hope. Um, what hope is to me, it's, it's the good news. It's the news that um, gets you pumped and so excited and really um, brings you up out of a time of like darkness or just a time where, you know, you're not feeling the best. Everyone get what I mean? You know, everyone has those seasons. Um, but hey, I believe um, the good news, the good news of God will conquer any rough day. Hey, so... I've got a bunch of scriptures, so I've got a, a funky script uh, structure going on, so we're going to just roll with it tonight. First um, John 4, verse 9 to 10 says, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. I think... The biggest thing about this that hits me is that even though we didn't love God or we don't love God, He still loves us. And despite the things we do, He still loves us. You know, regardless of how we may think about Him, whether we, you know, think He exists or He's just some awful old man in the sky, He still loves us. Um, And, you know, it's easy to um, think that. He's this, you know, like I said just before, like this old man who's like disappointed in us and he's like, can't believe you guys would be doing that. What the heck? What's going on? But hey, his love is compassionate and it just shines through. Um, 
Awesome. Next scripture is Luke 17, 6. The Lord answered, If you had faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, May you be uprooted and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. You know, one of my um, kind of, I guess you could call it, uh, the dark ages of my life, um, it, was a, it was a big season where I had this massive obstacle of just having such a negative mindset of situations before I even entered them. So like those times where, you know, I'd come into church and I'd just be like, oh, today's going to be bad, no one's going to talk to me, you're like you know, this isn't going to be right or whatever, or, you know, even going into work, like, it'd be like, oh, today's just going to suck, you know, it's going to be boring. Um, But hey, I believe God moves obstacles in our life, amen? Um, And, you know, he moved that for me. So, like, for me now is, like, when I walk into somewhere, I'm just so excited and I'm so expected of the things that God's going to do in the situations, um, you guys may have heard this before, but Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And what I want to say to everyone tonight is that God has a plan for you. You know, um, despite like before, whether we love him or not, he still has a plan for you and a purpose for you. Um, and not just that, it's specific to you. No one else has the calling on your life like you do that God has given you, you know, and the craziest part about it is like it's a future and a hope, you know, it's, it's a good circumstance. It's somewhere that um, you could never reach unless God was partnering with you on this journey. Um, awesome. Matthew 4.16, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region and the shadow of death, light has dawned. Um, I absolutely love this scripture. It's my Instagram bio. Holla at your boy. Um, Got to do a quick shout out, you know. Why not? Um, but the reason why I love it is that there's another translation where it's like for those who live Um, where death casts its shadow, a light has shined. And you know what? That light is Jesus. Amen? Um, And he's wanting to shine his light in our lives. He already is in so many ways that because we're so distracted by, you know, our world, our mobile devices, it's so easy to just miss them and or forget about them. But we got to remember that we got to keep looking towards his light. Amen? You know, not the lights in our, our phone screens, but the light that comes from his word. Um, sorry, I'm going to have some more water. Usually I just gulp like heaps, like over and over, but on stage I feel like I have to have quick sips for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> Completely irrelevant, but hey, you know, we're just living out here living our best life. Um, um, Despite what's going on in our lives, you know, no matter how dark or how light your life might be or how good or um, how bad, God's light's always going to shine brightest, amen? You know, his light 
despite your circumstance or the situation you're in, God's light's going to shine so much brighter. You know, the, the, the light I keep talking about, it's like so easy to picture it like being in a dark room and like, you know, turning on a light switch. But the light I'm talking about is Jesus Christ. And it's not just turning on a light bulb, it's lighting up the whole damn room, hey? You know, he wants to vanquish all the dark, all the evil in our lives, and he just wants to bring in his good, his grace, and his love for us. Oh, I accidentally covered this twice, my bad. Um, sorry. Uh, you know, there's... I stuffed up over here, but that doesn't matter. Um, there's some scriptures saying that you know, um, people often call God, um, Jesus the breaker of chains. And let me tell you all, like, Jesus wants to break the chains that are holding you down in your life. You know, he wants to um, vanquish your addictions. He wants to destroy all your negative mindsets. He wants you to feel the joy and love that life beholds for us all. Amen. And that light is in his purpose for us, hey? So good, so good. Um, I got a quick uh, quote from C.S. Lewis. Gotta love the man, the myth, the legend. Um, But it, it says this, it says, hope is one of the theological virtues. This means that a continual looking forward to the eternal world is not, as modern people think, a form of escapism or wishful thinking. But one of the things a Christian is meant to do, it does not mean that we are to leave the present world as it is. If you read history, you'll find that the Christians who did the most for the present world were just those who thought the most of the next. How awesome is that? Hey, you know, we got to keep in mind that, um, you know, although our, our human lives are meant for here, our, our spirit are, are made for the eternal you know, we have such an um, opportunity and such a um, huge chance to impact so many different people's lives. You know, what's, what's stopping us, hey? You know, in reality, it's all these things that, you know, sometimes we're scared to face, like our um, addictions, our fears. But God wants to get rid of them out of our lives, hey? He wants to wash us clean and he wants to bring us into his um, glory and kingdom. Um, Awesome. I'm just going to quickly pray and then finish up and I'll pass it on to Kelly. So, uh, dear Lord Jesus, I just thank you. Um, everyone here tonight, God, I thank you that um, you are the miracle worker, Jesus, Lord. You're the breaker of chains, Lord, and you're the peacekeeper. I thank you that we can just push more and more into your um, word and your love, God, and that, you know, even in the dark situations where we may feel you're distant, God, that we feel you come closer than ever, ever before. Jesus, my name we pray. Amen. Thank y'all. I'm going to pass it on to Kelly. That's it, sorry. So awesome, Casey. Thank you for sharing. That was great. So good. I'm Kelly. <laughs> and I'm also speaking on hope, which is awesome. 
And it's been, it's been so, so cool looking into this, especially because it's a word we really, really throw around all the time, isn't it? Um, but it's so different when you stop and you consider what the Bible says about it, um, which I'll talk about a bit more. But I'm going to read from Romans 5, verse 1 to 5. And ugh, this verse is really cool. Um, so it says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. I might super quickly pray. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is the truth, Lord. We thank you that we can use it um, to reveal your nature more and more to ourselves, God. And I just pray, pray tonight you would reveal yourself to every one of us, God, myself included, Jesus. And I thank you for what you have for us tonight, God. I pray that you would speak through me and it wouldn't be my words. Amen. So, um, yeah, as I was saying, it's cool to actually stop and think what this word in the Bible means um, because it is a word we throw around all the time. Um, as a few mentioned this morning when we are talking on it, but it can be like, oh, I hope I get that job or I hope that relationship goes through or I hope it rains. And it's all good things, but when we throw it around, it is kind of like a fingers crossed, like, um, it's an emptiness, like the, there's nothing further to it unless our hope is in God. And I looked into this word, um, the same word that Casey was referring to, elpis, I think. Um, and there's a few like different definitions. And all that is, it's cool, I do it a few times tonight, but um, learnt it in the LTI. It's such a cool tool to actually look up what the words meant in the Hebrew or the Greek and see that translation because, you know, like we want to try our best to capture what God was actually saying to us through scripture and interpret what he wants. Um, but another description of the word was a joyful and confident expectation. And that's the real difference between a hope, fingers crossed kind of hope, and the hope that we can have in God. It, we can be confident we can stand on it, it's a rock. And another, another description on that definition went on and said, a joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. And I love that it adds eternal salvation because that is our rock and that is the crux of our relationship with Christ and the start of it all. And it reminds us that our hope is our confidence that our God is real and that he did send his son to die for our sins. And eternity is sealed in him. And that's something we can be confident in. So I'm going to be unpacking this Roman scripture a little bit more tonight. And I just had a look at what hope in God means in the midst of our suffering. Because it's a really interesting um, kind of process it highlights. It says, 
we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. Um, And I love that in a world that tells us to flee from suffering or hardship, that when when things get tough, it's our right, put ourselves first, that relationship's hard, end it. You know, God says, glory in your sufferings. And this isn't actually what I'm talking about tonight. Well, I'm talking about the suffering part, but just side note, (laughs) um, (laughs) just a small side note, because this for me is one of those, you read these scriptures um, where it's completely opposite to what the world is trying to tell us. And it's just a slap in the face for me to be like, how important is it that I'm building my life on scripture? So I'm not talking about that tonight, but just a reminder for us all, myself included, because our world is screaming at us so loudly and so many values that the world is screaming is literally opposite, like not even just a little bit off course, like it's opposite to what God wants from us. Um, And the reality is that our thoughts, our perceptions, our values and even our decisions are made... um, and going to be influenced by something. And that's going to be the loudest voice in our lives. And whether or not we like it, no matter how many times you turn up to church on a Sunday, no matter how many prayer meetings we come to, that world is still speaking to every one of us. And if we don't have the Bible in our lives, if we don't understand Scripture and apply it, then naturally the world's going to be a louder voice. Completely off topic, but I'm speaking to myself. Um, it's scary though, isn't it? Like we want to make our decisions based on what God says. And yeah, anyway, back to Romans. So verse three says, but we also glory in our sufferings. And one definition of this word glory says to glory, whether with reason or without, which is really interesting because if we look at our situations independently from Christ, We may be without reason to boast or to celebrate. But when our hope is in Christ, regardless of what our circumstance looks like, we always have reason to boast. And so I'm just going to go through kind of that step there. So that was sufferings and then perseverance. I stopped and thought about perseverance, particularly in a trial. Really, for me, it's like you hit this point, and it could be anything, like with God, but also like in a team sport, or big one for me is when you're cooking dinner and you've burnt it, <laughs> or something goes wrong. <laughs> you're supposed to add white wine and you add white wine vinegar. <laughs> um, anyway, you hit a point in a, in a situation, in a trial, in suffering, and we've got a decision to make. Are we going to persevere? Are we going to, you know, this God that we put our faith in, Is he going to be the one that we fully trust or not? And that comes through the strength of Jesus in our lives. So suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. Again, I looked up the meaning of all of these words. But um, the word character there actually translates to proven character. Um, So our character is not proven until it is tested through perseverance of sufferings. 
Um, so it's one thing to kind of sit back and go, oh, yeah, like, these are my characteristics. I'm a nice person. I am patient. I'm loving. Um, or, you know, assess the characteristics of another person. But it's empty until it's proven, until you're put through a trial and you have persevered and then that's when our character develops. Oh, God uses those situations to develop our character. So we've got suffering that produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And for me, I believe one reason, because I've always loved this scripture, but probably not stopped for long enough to kind of figure out the correlation. Um, But I believe one reason that perseverance produces character and then character produces hope is because every time we choose to persevere with Christ, no matter the outcome of our circumstance, God comes through. And that's where that definition says we have a joyful and confident expectation. So our hope is in a Christ, is in a God in Christ that no matter what is going to come through. And when God comes through for us in the midst of our suffering, our hope in who he is and the reality of what he does for us is so refreshingly renewed. Who has had that experience? And that's when your hope grows and your confidence in who he says he is grows. And it's in these moments that we're just in awe of our creator, of how intricately he cares for us all individually and how no situation is from his grasp or control. And that is something we can confidently expect for him to come through for us. Some of you um, know my story, some of you don't. But as we all, we live in a broken world, so we've all experienced suffering. That's reality. Um, And some of you know my journey of suffering, but it's been so powerful studying all of this because I can just stand here to date. I know I'm only young, (laughs) but to date... There has not been a situation where Christ has left me. He has never forsaken me. And he's never abandoned me. And this is just the core of my testimony. He has never left me alone in a situation and just let me deal with it by myself. And he has never let anything happen to me that he hasn't lovingly and graciously pulled me through. But rather, my God has rescued me. He has comforted me. And he has protected me. He has brought me a peace in a world that we cannot understand or explain. And that is what our hope is. And I'm confident. Um, And through studying this a bit more, I've been able to see this process as a true testament in my own life. As we have all, I've experienced suffering, but through only the strength of Jesus, I have persevered. And then through that, God is graciously developing my character. And through it all, I've been able to develop a confident expectation in a God who created me, who loves me, and who is in control. And there is nothing I'm more confident of. Verse 5 in this scripture says, Hope does not put us to shame. Also looked up the meaning of this one. (laughs) It's handy. Um... And the, me, the word shame really stood up to me, stood out to me. 
and it means to disappoint or one is said to be put to shame or whom hope was deceived. And our hope is never disappointed in Christ. And that's what it says, hope does not put us to shame. And that word shame is really interesting because I felt that like in the world, you can put your hope in like a confidence in, yeah, I nailed that job interview. I'm going to get it. Or, yes, that guy likes me. He's totally the one. <laughs> um, you, you know, or you build up hope. It's like that, what we said before, that cross your fingers, cross your eyes. There's nothing there, but fingers crossed hope. And then when we put our hope in things of this world, it, it's not reliable. And so you do feel shame when it falls to the ground. Or that disappointment. But the Bible tells us and our testimonies prove that you will literally never be disappointed when your hope is in Christ. How powerful is that? He is the one we can put our hope in and confidently know that he will never let us down. Hebrews 6, 19 says, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Our hope is firm in Christ. It is immovable. When we put our hopes in things of this world, there is always a chance that we will be let down. But that is literally impossible with God. We were talking about character before and how it's only character when it's proven. And this is the character of God. It is proven. My life is a testimony of it. Many lives here is a testimony of it. Stories and stories and stories in the Bible are testimonies of it. God's character has been trialed and it has been tested. And every single time, God has come through for his people. And that is something that will never change. And that just made this scripture that we're based out of tie, tie in, but just jump out so much more to me. It was the one Casey quoted before, 1 Corinthians 13.13 says, Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And that's what hope is. It's immovable. It is a God who is never changing, who we can put our full reliance on. And there's just so much peace that comes with that.